everybody. Welcome to episode nine of the Cats and Bolts podcast. I'm your host, Rod Peterson, with co-host Serena Taylor, and it's a special treat for you. You've said it. We're doing it. Our most popular shows are when it's just the two of us. And uh, we do have some Panthers alumni that have committed to the show that Serena doesn't even know. I might tell you as the show rolls along here that you can look forward to. Uh, moving into the Christmas season and then post, but it's just the two of us answering some of your questions, a lot of my favorite questions, and I will tell you that we're brought to you by DraftKings, as always, Beach House, Pompano, Baresco, and the Diamond Lab. One of these days, we're going to get Scott in here from the Diamond Lab to talk a little hockey and his Chicago Blackhawks, but how are you doing, Serena Dawn? Not bad. It's been a long week. It has. Because the orders have sucked. Yeah, it's been rough. Yeah. See, this is the thing. And Ben, you're going to love this. Our producer, Ben Castro, he's he's awesome. Going to tell some real stories here of what goes on. This is not just your usual podcast. People are going to get to know us a little better. Uh, at your own peril, you might want to put Serena on the screen here because I want her reaction to this. What was the score in Tampa Bay? 6-4 the orders lost? I don't know. But they lost. No points. Yeah. Right? 5-3 here in uh, Sunrise on Monday night. That's her team. Um... We're, we go to the press box. There's a rule that I think you know that cheering's not allowed in the press box. You know or don't know that. I didn't know that. Stop. How, why would there not be cheering allowed in the press box? That's just a standard rule. But it's kind of a rule of thumb that you don't see that on the wall or anything. It's just kind of a, a thing. You don't cheer in the press box. So we go there. <clears throat> Panthers have been great to both of us, right? And, it, yeah, and the absolutely. lightning will be, I'm sure, once we go over there. We go to sit down with our guy, Junie. That's Bill Lindsay's dad. And in the arena, there's this chant going up. Let's go, Panthers. Maybe we should walk it back. And Serena, what is that leather jacket? It's like a biker motorcycle jacket? Yeah, so I have a, an Oilers leather jacket that's, I guess it would be like a female kind of biker thing. It's it's the original logo with the orange letters and the blue oil drop. And it's just a very vintage-looking classic jacket, if you So will. she's wearing that. And as you see with her fingernails, can you hold them up for a second? Orange to go with the blue. I mean, they, it goes. Right? And as she's walking through the press box, as God is my witness, she is going, let's go Oilers, which is fine. I'm just like, uh, okay, she's going to get on. us kicked. That's what you did. Could we be a little more dramatic? I was standing behind you and Junie, and I said it for Junie's benefit. It's not like I was walking through the press box, like high fiving everybody in there. I it was kind of felt like you were, but maybe not. You guys saying it for Junie's benefit. So okay, that? see, this is the, clearly the first time we've had this discussion. So I'm glad that we explained it. I wasn't upset because I, you be you. Well, nobody gonna tell me not to. No, be. and she lets me be me, and that's not easy. So uh, it works, but that's my first of what will be about seven, eight, nine questions here is the orders getting swept in Florida. I felt, I honestly felt terrible uh, with empathy. You were so excited going to the game. You're all dressed up and then the orders sucked and you're not over it. Here's the thing. I don't think they sucked. I don't think the Oilers suck. And that's the hardest part. That's the hardest part to understand. We go into Tampa we go up two goals. I'm like, hey, this is going to bite. Sure enough, we lose. We come in here. We start banging around, get two goals right away. I'm like, first thing out of my mouth to you was This happened what? in Tampa. This happened in Tampa two nights ago. It's, it's not that the Oilers suck, and that's what's the most frustrating thing about it. 
I literally don't understand what's going on. I can't put my finger. Yes, you can say we don't have a strong goaltender. We have, you know, B-grade defense at best. But, like, there's there's just something more. Like, there's just a little bit more that's missing. Yeah, I feel like Dreisaitl snake-bitten. That poor guy just cannot. No matter, He's trying so hard. And it's just not happening for him. And I feel awful. I feel awful for them. Yeah. So, I, you know, I do this television show every day called The Rod Peterson Show. And I got people writing in saying, what does Serena think about the orders? And she's going to talk about it there. This is the Cats and Bolts podcast. But her and I have decided we're going to talk on this show just like the camera is on our couch at home. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But that's what we're going to do. Because this is just a conversation from at home, right? I mean, pretty much. It's pretty much how we talk. Yeah. I walked out of the rink. And the first thing I was just like flabbergasted. And I said to Rod, I'm like, I, I don't understand. I don't get, I don't know what's happening. I can't figure it out. And he knew exactly what I was saying. You didn't even have to ask. No, what are you but about? she was kind of not running around the press box, but I felt like you were having an informal poll of people asking what's wrong with the orders. Cause Bill Lindsay specifically said, I don't know. Every, nobody, nobody knows. knows. Nobody knows. I told uh, Warren Reichel, if we don't win tonight, I might have a coronary. And he's <laughs> like, well, that makes two of us. Because he's an Oilers fan. Every, does he work he for the Oilers? He works for the Oilers. Everybody's okay. in that boat right now for the Oilers. Nobody can figure out. They have incredible players, incredible management, all this kind of stuff. It's like, where's the disconnect? Yeah, well, I... I'm sleeping just fine because I stopped cheering for the Edmonton Orders on August 9th, 1988. So we will move on to the next point. There's a thing. You get a real kick out of this, and I do now because of you. U.S. Thanksgiving. In, <laughs> right? Every time in, you say that, I laugh. I can hear him say it on his show, and I'm like, it's called Thanksgiving. To Americans. Where are you? In U.S. Thanksgiving. Listen, I get what you're saying. Like, but you also know in Canada, it's yeah, a thing. In Canada, the broadcasters always refer to U.S. Thanksgiving just because ours in Canada is in October. And it's just the way of separating because obviously Canadians are not celebrating Thanksgiving this week. But because of the sports schedules and everything that's going on, that's what we it's We get two Thanksgivings, to. October 9th weekend and this weekend. Absolutely. As a Canadian sports fan. Which, by the way, the standard over here in Royal Palm Plaza uh, next to Podcast Junkies, they're having a Thanksgiving supper. I'm not sure if you noticed Are or they? not. I'm going to check that out Are on our way out of here. supper or dinner? Uh, let's find out. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the small town Saskatchewan uh, thing. Yeah. Supper, dinner. <clears throat> when I say it, you know what I mean. But the point, the point is, <laughs> it's not just a turkey and Thanksgiving and gravy and stuffing and sweet potato pie holiday. It's a stat in the National Hockey League that I just became familiar with the past couple of years. That might have been when I believe it's Elliot Friedman came out with a statistic that if you are in a playoff spot at U.S. Thanksgiving, Canadian term, Canadian broadcaster, 80% of those teams will make the playoffs. Now, the Panthers broke that last year. They weren't in a playoff spot at this time, and they went on to make the playoffs. But just for fun, spits and giggles here, Florida is second in the Atlantic Division, the Lightning are fourth in the Atlantic Vision because this is the Cats and Bolts show. Both teams are in a playoff spot, but that doesn't really surprise me. Does it surprise you? No, I think if you really look at it and say Tampa's in fourth, that means nothing. Who cares what they're at in the division because they're still in a playoff spot. Like, why do we even have divisions? If we're going to do the playoffs on a Because it's nice and tidy for almost all of the season until the end. Right. right. I get it. This, you know, is tongue-in-cheek, but being fourth – 
in your division, who cares? As long as you're in a playoff spot, it's all that matters. That's what I'm, I'm saying they're in a spot. Mm-hmm. That's all. But as we sit here right now, let's remember this. There was panic going into the season. Aaron Ekblad wasn't going to be ready. Andrew uh, Alexander Barkov over here is hurt now. They've had their problems. Ekblad just came back in Montour on a Florida side of things. And from a Tampa thing, Vasilevsky, if you remember, we ran the polls. We did all this going into the season. We said, how big of a problem is this going to be for Tampa? It was like 50-50. Catastrophic, not that big a deal for Tampa Bay to not have Andre Vasilevsky. And I would say it's turned out to be not that big a deal. It doesn't seem to be that big of a deal. The only thing they can do really, in my opinion, is improve having him and they're already in a playoff spot so it's not like they're tanking what I found to be super interesting the other night is I personally feel like the Panthers missed Ekblad and Montour more than they missed Barkov Barkov not being there the other night did not change the dynamic of the team they still play the same type of style but not having Ekblad and Montour you have to change change everything exactly so (laughs) I feel like it was a big thing I don't really think they missed Barkov that much the other night at all with long term maybe yeah but it doesn't change their style of play you still have a guy like Verhage crashing for the net and doing everything that he needs to do to be successful Barkov is obviously a great player, but I don't feel like he contributes more than anybody else if you compare it to the Montour and Ekblad situation yeah. in that regard. And what's going to make this show a success is this. Through now nine episodes, I've given up trying to figure out what the Florida hockey fans want and have decided we're going to talk about what we talk about. And if you like it, great. If you don't, don't watch. And yet the viewership's growing, so they seem to like it. And the reason I get to this is... I follow the Canadian media because there's nothing on the Panthers here. And for that matter, the, the uh, Lightning, really. And what I'm hearing, Serena, and one of those is specifically satellite radio, XM, uh, Sirius XM, satellite radio. And they're like, the Florida, the Florida, what are the Panthers doing? The surprising Florida Panthers. Like, Tampa already has the brand. When they're good, nobody's surprised. I don't get why they're, everybody's so surprised that the Panthers are so good right now. They've won six in a row entering this week at home. And they went 2-1 and one on the road trip out to California. Why are people surprised? This team was in the Stanley Cup final last well, year. Well, I think it's just because they started this year without Ekblad and Montour. And, you know, last year, nobody likes to lose in the Stanley Cup final. And they had to hand it to them, let's be honest. But they were... Uh, a good team last year, but I think just a little bit of the changes, everybody was expecting this, ooh, what's going to happen? Same thing without Vasilevsky in Tampa. Everybody was just kind of like, well, not going to get my hopes up a lot. Kachuk wasn't scoring a lot. Everybody was kind of, uh. But in spite of all that, they went out onto the West Coast, and as we talked about, it has to be extremely difficult for an East Coast team to travel directly to the West Coast and play at 10 or 10.30 Eastern at night. They don't finish playing hockey till 1 o'clock in the morning, their time, and it didn't seem to bother them. Yeah, this um, went I know, you're, but you're an athlete. You're a coach. I don't think they think about that. I, I know that your body is on a set schedule, but it's only for a couple of days. Doesn't matter. Don't you think when you're in the in the heat of it? I think it affects them more than people realize. Because you have to think about it. If somebody's asking you, you know, they, these guys probably go home from the rink at like 11 o'clock at night. They probably go to bed at midnight, whatever. F- playing a physical sport until 1 o'clock in the morning, they probably don't get to bed till 3 in the morning. You know, it's it's that is what I'm talking about. It's got to be a lot in the body. 
Well, Serena, there's rec hockey teams in Canada that play at midnight. I'm John being facetious. I I know. It's not Not pro hockey. Not on a three-hour time difference, I'm joking. You know that. I hope you know that. Um, Patrick Kane. The insiders are saying that when he is healthy here for the second half of the NHL season, Patrick Kane, the three-time Stanley Cup champion, the 1,237 career point guy, Patrick Kane's leading team to sign him is the Florida Panthers. How do you feel about that? Should the Panthers sign him? It wouldn't surprise me if they did. They take everybody that plays like that. I wouldn't. Why? Because I don't feel like they need that type of guy on this team right now. I feel like they have enough of those guys. You can't have all the same guys. It's what happened to Edmonton years ago. They had all these small, fast, goal-scoring forwards, and their defense still sucks. So even it out a little bit. I, I just I think Patrick Kane is not – I don't think he has good character. And I think that this dressing room – is full of guys that have good character right now. I wouldn't want to upset that apple cart. The only show that you'll hear that the Panthers should not sign Patrick Kane is this one, because I agree. We are talking about culture almost every show, and you've just dabbled on that. The Panthers have great culture. Why would they, why would they screw with that? Unless I, they can get him cheap, which is my next point. What would you pay him? I would pay him no more than a million prorated for this year but then right so then you're looking at a guy that you sign another guy for just a year it's like are the panthers going to win the stanley cup this year probably not so why would you not look at guys you want long term like put your focus into guys long term if you're selling the farm because you're like oh no we're gonna we're going back to the stanley cup we're gonna win the stanley cup this year that's different You have a team like Boston, you're going to try to make some moves because you know you have the ability. And I'm not saying the Panthers aren't. They got there last year when nobody expected them to. But from an admin standpoint, why would you sign a guy that's only going to play for you for six months? Well, let's remember something, too. There was, I think, only one team at the trade deadline last year that did not make one move. Any guesses who they were? The yep. Florida Panthers yep. didn't yep. make any moves, that. which mm-hmm. is was a signal to the dressing room from the general manager, Bill Zito, that I believe in this group. Didn't make any moves. So why would they sign Kane now? That's the thing. I read all the scuttlebutt and buzz. She reads largely none of it, correct? You don't really not, get into it like I do. No, not really. And 99% of it ends up not being true anyways. I get, uh, like all the time. I don't know why I keep reading it. And that's why I don't read it. Because anytime there's trade rumors, yeah. when have you ever in the history of your life in the National Hockey League seen trade rumors come true? Never. Never. They're like, this guy's going here, this guy's going here, and then all of a sudden he goes to Carolina. And you're like, what? Well, nobody saw the Kachuk Huberto trade coming. Like no no it, insider broke that. That's my this point. massive trade. So I don't know. It's just the reason I perked up on the Kane. Florida thing is because it's Patrick Kane and B, it's the Florida Panthers. It, it is my team, which I got to speed this up because we do have viewer questions now that I think about it that pertain to that. Um, but I, I overall, I would say don't sign him unless you can get a deal. I mean, years ago when I worked in hockey full time, there was a scout by the name of Larry Horning, Brad's dad, was scouting for the St. Louis Blues and he stopped me. We didn't make any trades at the trade deadline, but every other team did. And uh, Larry said to me, he goes, I like what you guys are doing. I like what you're doing with their team. And I was, I was like 21. I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> he goes, you didn't make any moves. You're sticking with what you got. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big believer in that. 
You know, and that's why I think the Panthers, only if they can get Kane cheap. And I don't know what he would want. What do you think he would want? Last year with the Rangers, he was the big signing, right? Or a big trade deadline acquisition by the Rangers. One of them. Seven games, six points. If he came in here to be a point-of-game guy, that's not bad. But in my opinion, they paid him. They paid way too much for him. I forget exactly what it was, but I remember thinking at the time, that's too much because he's not going to be there for longer than a year. So a guy like Patrick Kane at this point thinks he's worth more than he is. He ain't. You're done, dude. You're gone. Nobody wants your bad attitude. Nobody wants your whatever else in that dressing room. I agree about what you said about the dressing room thing and the culture. But then if you look at it like, well, if they get him for cheap, well, then who the hell is going to want to? He's not going to come play here for cheap at his top level. It's, just, it's too it's too ego driven. Who, who knows? They all are. That's what it's I'm saying. The concept is. Yeah, the concept yeah. is. But once you get a taste of winning, you want more. It's not like he's going to go. I won three Stanley Cups. I'm good. He wants a fourth somewhere else. And I know one of your. As we get to know each other here, favorite stories and or pet peeves almost is Ray Bork, which incidentally I looked up before the show. When he went to Colorado from Boston chasing that Stanley Cup at the end, it wasn't the first season in Colorado. It was his second season in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Well, not everybody would know that. They would think that he what traded there and won. But he still went there. He's still, in my opinion, the term I like to use, he abandoned his team. You you I just I don't believe in guys that do that. I don't like it. They want to trade because they want to go somewhere and win a Stanley Cup. Well, guess what? I want a million friggin' dollars, but I'm not making that on this show. So I'm just going to go down with the ship. Well, there is no loyalty anymore. I have no problems with what Ray Bork did. I think he's a great guy. And he doesn't care what anybody thinks. He's got his Stanley Cup. Sure. I was actually just thinking about Joe Sackick. And obviously he was victorious in his career, but... That guy played with the same team from day one right to the end. Steve Eiserman, same thing. He won Stanley Cup. I just don't think those are the type of guys that are going to go, um, can you trade me so that I can win because I feel like I deserve it. No, this is not an individual sport. Go get into Olympic diving if that's what you want. I almost threw out an F-bomb there. But like, if you want to be an individual player, go do an individual sport. Go play tennis or something. But if you're, this is your team, this is your team. Well, that's her, your opinion. I mean, if Alexander Barkov here at the end of his twilight of his career hasn't won a Stanley Cup yet and he goes, I want to get traded to a contender and win a cup, I wouldn't hold it against him. But you don't like that. I don't like it. Fair. Now, I mentioned, uh, hey, Alec, viewer questions. <laughs> I asked for, I like, vi- yeah, for viewer <laughs> <laughs> For viewer questions, it's all, it's all good. It's her. Hello. Welcome to the Serena Show. Um, <laughs> e by the we thing. Start the, he does. Yeah. Yeah. Thank God for Ben. Uh, hi, Alec. I asked for viewer questions. I said, any questions for episode nine? And he said, who are your favorite players that aren't Panthers and Lightning? Because I said my favorite uh, Florida Panther is Josh Mahura. For my own personal reasons, we both agreed that Steven Stamkos is our favorite Lightning. Oh. Uh, Tanner Janot also for me. And yours, Carter Verhage for the Panthers. And that goes back years. That's oh, not yeah. new. It's not new. Oh. Alec, he had a couple questions, but one was that. Who are our favorite players on other teams? So, right in... Historically, can I just say Mike Medano, who we just learned this week they're pouring a statue of him mm-hmm. in front of American Airlines Arena in, in Dallas, which he deserves. Mike Medano is my favorite all-time hockey player, period, 
End of story. Um, so that's it. That's historic. Yours, we know, but can you say it again for those that don't know? Wayne, obviously. Gretzky. But just for those that don't know, I'm being facetious. You don't know the answer. Get out. And then current players, I got to think about who I get excited for. Ah, wait a minute. Connor Bedard. Duh. Had to come up, Ben. He's like, I think that was that one episode you guys talked about Bedard. I'm like, that's every episode we talk about yeah, Connor Bedard. It's become a thing now. Like, I'm actually okay with it, shockingly, because yeah, so it kind of gets tied in. That, listen, it's a, it, to answer your question, Alec, and thank you, it's A-L-E-C. Appreciate you, bro. When the Blackhawks are playing, and I see it on ESPN Plus or whatever channel they're on, I get excited to watch another team to see how Connor Bedard does with Chicago. That's about the only other player on any other team. What about defensemen? Who would your top defenseman be? Yeah, you're going to have to give me a minute to think about it. Okay. Yeah, I can't off the top of my head. Well, obviously, my favorite player in the league right now is Connor McDavid. I mean, when we were watching the warm-up the other night, we were right down by the glass, and I just I can't believe how good he is. I turned around and I said to you, I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. He's just that much faster. He's that much smarter. He's that more disciplined. He's that more dialed in. It, I've never seen another player like that in my entire life. Well, and, and defensemen are boring. So off the top of my head, if I had to pick one, I would say Alex Petrangelo of the Golden Knights. But that's I really had to reach for that. Uh, Drew Doughty is mine. Okay, well, mine, when she Drew, lived in L.A. for, Drew what, Doughty. 12, 15 years, something? You know, you watched him a lot. 10 years, when I watched Drew Doughty live, the first time I watched Drew Doughty live, he was like a rookie or whatever. I picked up the phone and called my dad. I'm like, you cannot believe how good he is live. Because there's a difference when you see players oh, live yeah. versus when you watch him. Drew Doughty is, was something else right away. Well, and mine, honestly, uh, is goalies. And I, Marc-Andre Fleury, you know that I mm -hmm. love him. You don't, which is fine. We don't agree on much related to hockey at all. It's amazing that we're together. But I watch every goalie on every team, and that's just my thing. And I don't consciously go to the rink and think about it. I find myself zoning in as the game goes along because I was a goalie. And I would say that you are always a goalie when you are one. So... I like all the goalies. so. But the one thing I was upset about this, can I? McDavid's penalty shot the other night. I have it on video. We probably saw it on our Instagram story. He comes in and loops way. There's a turn yeah, inside yeah. the blue line. Like, I feel so bad for Bob or any goalie. Any player should be able to score if you slow it right down to that. Like, how's that allowed? How do you feel about I, that? I do agree with that. We've had this conversation before. Why, guys should not be allowed to do it. It has gotten way out of hand. If McDavid would have skated straight in and took the exact same shot he took, he still would have scored. You're not going to stop a McDavid shot. I don't care who you are. I felt bad for Bobrovsky it, for about a split second after. But, yeah, I don't agree with it. Take her straight up the middle, boys. That's what it always was. Somebody said they should put a time clock on it, like a pitch clock in baseball now. But if you actually do that, it does. You'd be surprised. They move pretty fast, even when they're going slow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. McDavid. So, it's not a bad idea. I get the concept. Do you think they'll ever tweak that, by the way? Because the GMs met last week and said they're going to take, they're going to put a rule in. I don't know how, but when you're three on three, you know how they keep, if you can't get into the zone, they'll bring it back to the yeah. other end, yeah. try it again. They're going to change that. <laughs> 
This goes back to my rant about Gary Bettman. Everything in this league is so cockeyed right now. It is upside down. Why would they change the penalty shot rule? Let's figure out an even dumber way to do it. How about that? Just like three on three. Instead of going back to freaking five on five, let's figure out a way to make something even stupider and make less sense by going three on three. Let's figure this out. It's not working, so let's put rules in. No, let's go back to the way it was. Why not? If teams don't score, they don't score. Who cares? Yeah. I know. You took a picture while I was ranting. Well, again, he's not a hockey guy, so uh, I got a lot more patience for Gary Bettman than she does. But again, that's fine. When when the day comes that you're in front of him, I'm going to say... Oh, I have no shame, and I know. like I am. I'm also aware of the the one that goes, let's go Oilers in the press box. Yeah. By the way, let's take a minute and tell you that the NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this November. Get in the game day action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN. It's on your screen. It stands for the Hockey Podcast Network, THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's promo code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Okay. Now, the other part of Alex's question was, what teams do you cheer for other than the Panthers and the Lightning? And I'll say this. It's interesting, and I appreciate it. I'll hand it over to you because it's an easy answer. We've covered this already. Edmonton. Like, yeah. So we, yeah, she's like, what are you waiting for? Any other teams besides Edmonton that you're interested in? I guess it kind of depends on who's playing. Like if I, if I'm watching two teams, I can't stand like Calgary and Dallas. I'm, I'm not even going to watch that. But if it's like Colorado is playing Dallas, I'm a hundred percent going to pull for Colorado. I always kind of like Colorado. You know, I, I, I like the Leafs. I know you can't stand them, but just growing up, Hockey Night in Canada, there was always a Leafs game. And so it was always usually like Toronto and Montreal. Well, everybody hates Montreal. So (laughs) I kind of, you know, I just kind of always pulled. I always liked Dougie Gilmore. I like the way the Leafs played in the 80s and 90s. And, I mean, Wendell Clark obviously is a classic. So that's why I always kind of pulled for Toronto because I always really liked Wendell Clark. Well, I think these people that watch and that are the new people that are new to us or whatever are understanding our thing. Like... In Canada, there really is one sport. For kids like us growing up, there was one. We loved the Blue Jays, right, or the Expos, or we had our secondary sports, but hockey was number one. But my dad wouldn't allow me to cheer for Montreal. I wanted to. And he's like, you're forbidden, son. Pick another one. Oh, I would have been so, the same in my house. Yeah, There's so no that, way that, then hell. it became the Edmonton Oilers until August 9th, 1988. And then uh, the Leafs. I don't hate, I don't hate the Leafs. But it's like the people here in the States that hate the Dallas Cowboys or hate the Yankees. That's what they are in Canada. It's all you hear about. Mm-hmm. The only yeah. difference is they never win. That's the odd thing. It's all you hear about, but they never win. At least the Yankees and Cowboys have some championships. But anyways, 
Yours is the Oilers, and uh, did you say because it's the Leafs, right? Well, you said anybody that in a good game. That's, it depends. Yeah. yeah, like I'll I don't. There is only one team, obviously, in my books, but like oh yeah, I'll pull for the Leafs. I'll watch the Leafs. Yeah. I actually shockingly like watching Winnipeg. I don't like Winnipeg, but I love watching Ooh, Winnipeg. That's interesting. The Jets are here Friday mm-hmm. night, and I wanted to point this out too. It's just the difference of living here. The Winnipeg Jets. If you go by power rankings of TSN this week, Canada's ESPN, the Winnipeg Jets are the number one team in Canada. So you could get excited and say the number one team in Canada is coming to Sunrise in Tampa this week, but nobody would really think about that here. It would be a big deal in Canada, not here. Yeah, I right? mean, that's, but that's, that's not shocking. I mean, that's yeah. the difference. It's just the stuff we focus on. You know, when we watch yesterday, Rod pulls up on his phone. He's like, you want to taste a home? And we were watching Insider Trading. That TSN has so many 30-minute hockey shows every day. It'll be like three, four guys talking about this and this and that. And we're just like, I remember growing up, we used to be glued to that. We knew what time every show started on TSN. I think it was like 5.30 Sports Center actually started, but at 5 o'clock was like... That's hockey. That's hockey, yes, exactly. And we we were just glued to it every single night. But it's just a different... It's just different. Well, and up there, they still are. But but, oh, I, yeah. but I also say Canadians are really missing out that they don't have the NHL network. I don't like the tweaks that they made this year, but that's a network executive thing. You just start to fall in love with guys. And I had good personal friends on there and Stu Grimson and Bill Lindsay, but then you back them off and bring in new guys. Nothing against Brian Boyle or... But why can't you stick with the guys? Mm-hmm. They change them every year. I don't know why they do that, but the network is still great, and I think... It's too bad Canada doesn't have it. I think if you look at it, too, Canada doesn't. TSN is the NHL network. You don't need the NHL network in Canada. Nobody would subscribe to it. There's hockey on every channel for free every night. And just like the Dallas Cowboys are on in prime time all the time in America, the Leafs are on Saturday night every Saturday night. I get sick of it. I just got sick of it as a kid. That's all. And most of my friends are Leaf fans. If they're not Oilers fans, they're Leaf fans. Um, On that insider trading thing the other day they talked about the next global series in the national (laughs) hockey league could be mexico city hola senor i literally thought that was a joke i said to rod i'm like are are they serious you're and they're like well austin matthew's mom is from mexico and i'm like wait 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 a second so you you're gonna ask austin matthews where we should play the next global series and because his mom is mexican that's that's oh there we go that's exactly what we should do in a third world crime-ridden country that's never had ice surface we're going there to play well i play in chicago it's crime riddled in third world what's the difference but they play hockey there okay when we're in mexico city for the game you might change your tune they're an original six team in chicago mexico city last time i checked not an original six team so you're not a fan of the NHL going to Mexico City? What, what am I of a fan of the NHL at all? Anything that they do is stupid to me, except they took, well, they took four teams over to Sweden, and at least they played somewhere where people like hockey. As you said, a hockey country, yes. It is a hockey country. Way, way more than the U.S., to be fair, and that's not to knock the U.S. in there. But Sweden, that's really all they do. They mm-hmm. love hockey over there. Sweden, Finland. Uh, one of my coworkers is in Sweden right now. We're like, how is it? She's like, it's dark. It's like yeah. it's dark by three o'clock here. Like, yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Sounds wonderful. Um, we're all over the place. And I don't know why people like that so much. I try to keep a structure. 
Just to finish the point on teams that we cheer for other than the Panthers and Lightning, we kind of covered hers. For me, it was Vegas, and I was a staunch Vegas fan And when they came into the league, went to Vegas for games, wore their gear. But because I live here now, the Panthers are my team. I've got friends on the Lightning, obviously. But what? When Vegas played Florida last year, I was cheering for Florida. I just It was just in me. If there's one person out there that has cheered for more NHL teams than this man, I'll buy you a Coke. But as I say, I'm sitting there going, what are these teams done for me? The Oilers, you didn't almost talk for two days. You were upset for two days. I couldn't sleep last night. Right. I was thinking about the Oilers no in the middle of the night. No team is going to do that to me. Period. Florida Panthers lose 10-1. I'm going to sleep like a baby. I'm just not that attached. So yeah. I have my reasons for why I'm living here. And because the Panthers have treated us so great, that's why they're my team now. I don't care. What affection or affinity would I What have they done for me? That's what I look at it. They've given you really nothing but heartache since 1991 on. I don't want that. There's plenty of Canucks fans out there, and they've never won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, again. I get it, but I get it. I'm, <laughs> I'm loyal. You're not. That's no. the difference. That's fine. And I'm more than okay with that. So back to this <laughs> Mexico City thing, I do want to talk about the world juniors in Florida. Like, I would love it, love it, love it. And you got to understand, if anybody that doesn't, it's Serena's favorite thing. It's the greatest tournament ever. It's my f- absolute favorite time Junior of Junior teams from all over the world. Ten teams, yeah. And uh, we've been to them in various cities. They talked about bringing them to Arizona. Like, I was a Coyotes fan for four years because my friend owned the team. But then he sold it, and I didn't cheer for them anymore. And um, wish y'all could see my face all the time. Well, it's just the f- what? <laughs> it's who's treating me well today is who I, you can't buy my loyalty, but you can rent it. And I'm those gonna teams, start, ha- I'm gonna start. Yeah, your rent's going up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rent control um, <laughs> is even worthwhile to talk about the world juniors coming to Florida because they don't have the facility. The facilities, I don't think. They could do Tampa and, and uh That's here. what it would be? Well, we've done Regina and Saskatoon. Those are a, technically a two-and-a-half-hour drive. Okay, because I was further, thinking but... the big rink and the 5,000-seat rink, which they don't have, but you're saying uh, two they big could rinks. Do, they, they've done it Regina and Saskatoon. They've done, obviously, Red Deer and Calgary or whatever the case. But we, we talked about this, I think, last year when we were touching on. They were they were kind of having this idea about, oh, maybe the World Juniors should be in a place like Texas so that Canadians will want to go on vacation. And I'm like, you guys are barking up the wrong tree with this here. You have to go where the Canadians are going to go. If it's going to be in the U.S., that's why it's always been along the border so that the Canadians can drive. They don't want to go to Texas for Christmas. No, they want to go where they can drive. So it'd be awesome if it was here. But it's again, that's why it's always in Sweden, Finland, Russia, Buffalo, Canada or the U.S. And it's in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Northern states. Sorry. It's it's but it's in Canada every other year for a reason, because that's what draws the crowd. So somebody got some bright idea in USA hockey that was talking about them going to Dallas or Texas or whatever. I'm like. 
That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Can, and every Canadian would agree with that. Because to be honest, when it comes to the World Juniors, I think I pretty much have the same mentality as most Canadians. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Why would we do most that? Most Canadians plan their holidays around, or their, their holidays are planned around the World Juniors. Right, because we all know when Christmas and New yeah. Year's is going to be, but it's spent watching television in these games. Um, the last point that I have, I think we're hitting on like ten questions, but with this U.S. Thanksgiving thing and the eighty percent stat, which it's like an analytic more than a stat. When they say stats are for losers, but any teams that are in a playoff spot now that you think won't be, like do you, I'd have to sit and I know you don't sit and look at the standings every day, nor do I, but are what teams are a mirage right now that Mike? I think you're a little surprised by Anaheim, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I talked a couple of weeks ago about Vancouver. I was like, no, they won't make the playoffs. But after what I've seen from them for the last few weeks, I'm like, they actually are bringing the heat right now, and they're working hard. So it's like when the Kings won the Stanley Cup in 2012, I think was their first one. I was like, this team is full of hard-working players, and they're going to win the Stanley Cup. And they just grinded and grinded. And Vancouver is really playing that same type of hockey and they're just grinding and there there's a lot of shocking passion on that team but I'm not really sure I, I don't really know who would be like Anaheim well, just, shocks the hell they're out actually of not even in a playoff spot right now I'm but is their I, stats their standings are uh, they're nine and nine their record yeah I'm like I how is even that that's even better better than what we thought they would be yeah absolutely I guess the teams as we sit here today and that's why I don't like to look at standings to be honest once I got out of sports full-time working for teams and got into the general population with you people and realized what are you looking at the standings for now I can tell you the teams aren't even looking until the end of January. Because it, it doesn't matter. That's why horses wear blinders. They're trying to fine-tune their own game. Well, the horses that wear blinders have a driver, just like the teams have a general manager. It's well, he job. is, sure. Right. But I was never even looking at the standings. What's the point? You know, that's what gets coaches fired, is this kind of talk. Yeah. Hello, Edmonton. But who's in right now? In the Atlantic, Boston, Florida, Toronto. Well, that's a surprise. Boston's a surprise to everybody, I think. Maybe not to you. Always pretty strong. They lost some some key players in the offseason. Uh, Metropolitan Rangers, Flyers, Capitals. Flyers is a surprise. Yes. Uh, they've won five in a row. Mm-hmm. So maybe this U.S. Thanksgiving will be a pumpkin at midnight for the Flyers. Um, Tampa Bay and Carolina are the wildcard teams. And in the West... Zero surprises for any predictions I made going into the year. Dallas, Colorado, Winnipeg. Those are the three playoff teams in the Central. Pacific, Vegas, Vancouver, L.A. We're surprised at Vancouver. That, and, and L.A., to be honest. Yeah, they made playoffs last year. Yeah, yes, and, and the year And the year before. before. Both yeah. times lost to Edmonton. Yeah. And the wildcard teams are St. Louis and Seattle. So. Seattle. There you go. They won't make it. I don't know if they will or they won't, but I feel like that's probably one of the surprises. Yeah, I don't. I I had them picked to miss the playoffs, but uh, Flames or Oilers as we wind this up. It is the Cats and Bolts podcast. You said we only got a minute doing a special Battle of Alberta special and maybe a few others throughout the off season or through the season. Sorry, um, we don't have a date for it yet, but it would be fun. Flames be and Oilers, or it would be very depressing. Unless something changes. Listen, it doesn't matter if both of those teams were 0-20 right now. There is such a history involved that there would always be something juicy to talk about. Uh, Yeah, and you also talked about a... I mean, 
what will be successful for this show is when we incorporate the audience. Like Alex's questions today were fun. They were great. I love that. Right. So I'd like to know what kinds of show themes the audience would like. You said Battle of Alberta, and I think, to use your term, it would be gnarly. There's no doubt. You said also an original six special. Original How do you six envision that? I, I feel like if we did an original six special, just a lot of people that are listening to this might not even know what we are talking about. And I feel like the people that are Panthers fans, they don't know what happened 100 years ago in Toronto or Montreal or the, with the Rangers or any of that kind of stuff. But there's so many cool stories going back like how many people from Saskatchewan went on and played with the Rangers and like it's just it's such a it's such a rich history on some of those teams that I feel like if we talked about their all-time records or you know how many Stanley Cups they've won and touched on those kinds of things and their teams now and just over the years just the different flows and the general managers that they've had there's just I mean the list goes on like I I love hockey history it's so good yeah the original six did you say them Nope. Montreal, say it with me. Montreal, Montreal Toronto, Toronto, Chicago, Chicago Detroit, Detroit, Boston, and the New Rangers. York Rangers. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Thank and you, And you ben. just have to say the Rangers. Nobody yeah. calls them the New York Rangers. I, I've never yeah. called them the New York. I've never um, said New York in my life. So, but while people do like the Just Me and Her podcast, we do have some guests coming up. Um, Dale Talon, which I think is important that Hockey fans here know who this guy is. He goes to every Panthers game. He was the architect of the Chicago Blackhawks that Kane won three Stanley Cups with. For whatever reason, there he got fired. And then he came here to Florida, and he was the architect, a lot feel, of what the successful team they're having here. And he lives here, and he works for Vancouver. He lives in Boca, and he's like, yeah, I can come on next week. I can't on this week because my kids are coming for Thanksgiving, blah, 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 which is fine. And then Peter Worrell. If we can get him in the room, six foot seven, Peter Worrell. <laughs> The slide that you wide pan out. The, the guy who scored three goals in the first period of the alumni game last year at this <laughs> All-Star. I, what am I watching? He never scored three goals his whole career. But again, didn't Luongo play out? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> Luongo in goal. Good point. It was two guys they literally yanked off the street. So Dale Talon, Peter Worrell, uh, and more. We'll just keep under wraps. We have a lot of exciting things planned for the winter. Thank you, Benny Boy. Flying the ship alone here. Uh, we'll see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, from all of us here at the uh, Cats and Bolts podcast. Gobble, gobble.